0: Hey, Foreclosure Fix family, and welcome to another episode of the Foreclosure Fix podcast, where our goal is to help one million homeowners successfully navigate foreclosure. If this mission resonates with you, please do us a favor, like, subscribe, and share the information with someone who you think can benefit. I'm your host, DJ LoJo, And on today's episode, I have my good friend, Bill McCafferty. Bill, welcome to the podcast. How you doing, brother? What's
1: up, DJ? How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. All is good over here. Looking forward to spending some
0: time with you and talking shop here, brother. Oh, man, I can feel the energy in your voice already. Um, For those of you who, who don't know, which probably many of you don't know... Bill has been a, a friend and a mentor of mine. Um, he has helped me tremendously in my real estate career, and I am so grateful for him and 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 happy to have him on the podcast today. He is an asset manager with uh, mortgage with People's Mortgage Relief too. He has managed over a thousand different mortgage assets in his career, but more importantly than that, he is an awesome dad to two kids and has a wonderful wife and so he is really proud of his family um his son plays football and his daughter plays lacrosse and his wife is pretty awesome so uh, he, he's super proud of that more than probably anything else and so i know that uh that's the highlight of his, of his career and his day <laughs> absolutely right brother we, we always you know we gotta have a why um and you
1: know that's my why and i think most of us that is our why um you know and how do we get up every day and stay motivated and Um, You need something in the background that uh, keeps you moving along every day, right? Because it's not easy. Um, You know, there's the days that you get up and you don't want to do anything, but you look in the mirror and you realize what you got to do and you just
0: get it done. No, absolutely. And and one of the things that I I would love for you to kind of share your experience on with having dealt with so many different homeowners who are in this tough spot of foreclosure is how do you utilize that why, right, to get over the other side of foreclosure? How do you help push past the inertia of not making a decision and, and just being head down in the sand to getting past that and moving forward?
1: You know, I learned long ago, just like you, from many different uh, mentors. Um, early on when I was learning this business, you know, let me just state one thing um, for the audience. You know, one thing I think that is different, um, like DJ said, I'm an asset manager. So I handle, um, you know, I, I become the bank. Um, I work and, uh, purchase institutional loans, um, from the banks. So I'm coming in more of the perspective of owning the loan and being the bank than an actual investor helping a homeowner out with foreclosure, helping them save their house. Uh, My concept and my business plan and model is the same, but I'm absolutely coming in from a different angle, um. So with that said, um, I learned long ago um, from the right people, um, you know, do what's right. um, Take the emotions out of it. um, Control the deal. um, Treat people on the other side um, like a regular person. You know, they got a heartbeat. They got a lot of things going on in their world. Um, You need to figure out what the problem is, what their issue is. And you just need to help them solve it. Um, You know, early on when I was um, managing this business, um, it was in an upside-down market. You have no equity in the properties, um, you know, purchasing assets at a lower cost. Um, but I learned this business with no equity. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, as an investor, when you per- when you are helping a homeowner, um, you you know, you want to kind of benefit also. It's got to work out for you to help a homeowner. Now, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but at the end of the day, that equity is kind of what's going to get you paid, Um now, as an investor, owning the loan, becoming the bank, controlling the institutional debt, um, it's it's a different approach. Um, but I learned long ago from my mentors, ignore the equity, treat every deal the same. Um, and that's what really got me good at this business. Um, because then when I started managing loans for different investors with equity, um, it just became easy. Um, they were looking at the equity more than getting a fair deal done where I always just,
0: it's about a fair deal. So if if I understand what you're saying correctly, Bill, when you approach every loan in the same manner, you're not looking at the numbers only you're looking at, Hey, the person on the other side of this transaction is a human and there's some problem, some issue that got in the way of them being able to make their mortgage payments and the way we can solve this is by helping them get past that issue. 100%. You know,
1: the process, um, at least from my side, when I, meet, when I say the process, you know, we're, we're, we're the ones that actually are starting the foreclosure Your process. Um, you know, as much as I'm managing the asset, um, it's my legal team, it's me, it's my client. We're the ones that are actually taking the homeowner through the foreclosure process. Whereas an investor trying to help a homeowner save the property... Um, they're dealing with a bank on the other side. So the one thing that I come in as is I can bring in both perspectives because I work with investors. um, I also work with homeowners that are being foreclosed on by a bank um, when I'm not the actual bank. Um, So at the end of the day, it's all the same. There's a heartbeat on the other side. They just want to know what their options are. And I think that's where most people struggle. um, If it's, me working with them or even a homeowner. Um, I'm helping out a, a friend of mine right now who's in foreclosure um, with a big bank. And um, so from my side, I kind of made some uh, some phone calls and got in contact with somebody that I know um, that kind of is the opposite of me. I'm the bank. Their motto is spank the bank. <laughs> so what that means is You know, they're the ones that are actually dealing with the bank, going through the loan modification, going through the loss mit process and really letting the homeowner know what their options are. And that's what I got good at. Even though we're moving down the path of foreclosure as the bank, um, a homeowner just wants to be able to talk to somebody on the other side. They want somebody to talk to. They want somebody to listen to them. And they just want options. They don't want to be put through a circus. They don't want to be run around. Um, they don't want to be told something and then lied to. Um, you know, the one thing that really has allowed me to stick in this business is uh my word is my word. Um I don't like to backpedal on that. I take it very personal when I promise a homeowner something and I gotta go back and tell them that that's not true. Um that is not a good thing. I get very upset and uh, you know, my clients that deal with me, they know when I get upset because I don't like to backtrack. Um you know, when we, when we present these homeowners options, it's, they're the options. Uh-huh. We're not doing anything differently. So that's the deal, man. Um, you know, I know I can give rumble a little bit here.
0: No, um, absolutely, like, man. I like hey. you, I love this business, man. Hey, no, man, hey, and, and we're, we're just warming up, right? So, you know, we started a little bit. I had to get you talking. I had to, had, had to get you comfortable, right? And so that way, when I start asking the hard questions, you're already ready to go. And so with that, you said that what homers want is someone on the other end to listen to them, to let them know what their options are and to help move them along the process without jerking them around or going back on their word, right? And so how do you do that? What is the best way to get a homeowner to be able to respond to you as an asset manager? At least from my end, I let the
1: process kind of bring them out. And what I mean by the process, as the bank, um, you know, Phone calls and letters, I think that intimidates the homeowner more than letting the actual process bring them out. And what I mean by that, as we go down the foreclosure process, there are certain steps um, and certain phases of the foreclosure that will bring a homeowner out. Um, Each state is different, but there's two types of foreclosure, a judicial foreclosure and a non-judicial foreclosure. Um, A non-judicial foreclosure is handled by a trustee. It doesn't go through the courts. It's faster and cheaper. um, And those steps are a little quicker. What I want to kind of talk about is judicial, which most of the states that we deal with are judicial states. Um, It's a longer process. It goes through the courts. Um, There's some different mediation processes, but it's pretty simple. There's a demand letter that goes out to the homeowner that lets them know um, they're behind on their loan. They owe some money. They need to reach out to their lender or the lender is going to start foreclosure. Some reach out then, some kind of, it's not that they ignore the letter, but that's the realization. They're maybe reaching out to people within their circle, um, saying, hey, I got this letter, what should I do? Um, and then after that, um, you have a complaint stage, uh, a judgment stage, and then a sale stage. Um, a lot of them will come out uh, between the complaint and the judgment stage,
0: and there's a whole boatload of them that will
1: come out after the judgment stage.
0: So, if I so, hear you, go yep, ahead. If I hear you correctly, Bill, what you're saying is that as an asset manager, you are not proactively reaching out to the borrower saying, hey, let's get a resolution. Let's work out. You're saying that once the attorney starts the foreclosure process, you allow that foreclosure process to bring the borrower to you. Absolutely. Like what I was saying earlier about not taking it personal.
1: um, I've gotten way over the. The hump of realizing, okay, I own the loan now, but at the end of the day, they need to address their debt some way or another. Um, And I just help speed that process up, and I help them get to me. You know, at the end of the day, there's really three exits. Um, We're going to go through a loan modification where they come up with a new payment plan um, to address the debt. Um, They're going to file bankruptcy, or we're going to go to distance and maybe go through a foreclosure. And liquidate the house there's plenty of times where I've went through a foreclosure sale and we've resolved it on the other side we can talk about that a little later but it's the legal process and I've always said that legal is the number one tool for a no buyer it's just gonna get us to an exit and it's gonna allow us to address the debt there's no deadline um, I hate to use the word a game of chicken but it just speeds up the process and it gets them out now when I'm handling an attorney I do want to handle the whole loss mitigation process. If that's me directly talking to the homeowner or me going through my attorney, who's going through their attorney, um, to get to them, it may be all of us on a call. Um, it may be all of us interacting. The one thing I got very good at also, and it's a different climate with regulations and compliance, but I love talking one-on-one with an opposing attorney, um, that's working for the homeowner. Um, because my goal is to get a deal done, and that's what they want at the end of the day. I say, at least in the second business, it seems like at least one out of three um, homeowners will get an attorney. Um, and that attorney may be pushing back, um, but at the end of the day, they want to get something done for their client. And the quicker people can get on the phone, or at least get on the same page, you know, my goal is to just get them to pick one of the exits, and once they pick an exit, I'll I'll handle the
0: exit. No, absolutely. So when you are considering asset management, you view asset management as the process of speeding up a borrower dealing with whatever debts they owe. So you actually view it as doing a service for the borrower and helping them come to terms with their current situation. 100%.
1: Um, I think that's one of the main reasons that Guys like me and guys like you are able to get access to these loans is, you know, as much as the regular person would think, why aren't the banks doing this? Banks aren't in the business to chase homeowners. Um, They just want to get payments. And when things happen like this, it's happening more on a big scale than in, you know, a one-on-one loan basis. So that's how we get our hands on them. But a lot of the nine-to-five workers on the other side are just following the process um, for the bank or the institute that they work with, you know we can get really creative um, because we own the loan, um, and it's a one-on-one. Um, if I'm working for a client, you know I can go right to my client, and we can get decisions done that day. Where you know a bank may have to go through a big process, um, and it's kind of spinning in the works of the bank, and nobody's really making a decision. Whereas we can just cut right to the chase and make a decision. Um,
0: and it's always got to be in the favor of the homeowner. So you are saying that the size of the investor is very critical to how quickly decisions can be made. Big banks move significantly slower, whereas smaller banks or individual investors are able to make decisions as quick as you know light speed, if that makes sense. And so that difference is one of the key things that's been of value to you in your ability to help homeowners in your career.
1: Absolutely. And I know we've had this conversation recently. I mean, you know, working loans for so many different investors at every different level, you own the loan, you could control it. Like we get real, we make this thing complicated. We want to do forbearances. We want to do interest only. We want to do balloons. Like it doesn't matter what you do. You own the loan. If a homeowner hiccups or can't afford it and you put them in a payment plan, you still got to figure it out along the way. Um, You know, maybe the homeowner needs to realize, hey, I maybe need to sell the house um, and take my profit and move on. Um, I'm here to help any way I can. If a homeowner needs to liquidate the house, you know, maybe we can help them buy a new house. Um, Whatever they need from me, I'm going to stay there with them the length. I mean, I'm not here to kick people out of their houses, take their house, play games with them. Um, But at the end of the day, they got to be able to handle the debt. I mean, if they're in a million-dollar house and they can't afford it, you know, maybe it's time to liquidate and and, and take your profit. Um, and even if it's not a lot, maybe you need to rent. But at the end of the day, I don't think we do homeowners any good by, you know, putting them in something they can't afford, which we call a forbearance agreement. And then six or 12 months later, we realistically think that they're going to be able to pay a higher payment Um and that's what I've always loved about this business, um, especially in my own portfolio. I own the loan. I mean, it's me and my borrower. If they can't afford it, let's just lay out the finances. Let's go through the you know the bank statements, let's see what's going on. I'm not here to tell you how to live. I just want to see the realistic, you know, can you afford a, a $500 payment compared to a $900 payment or a $200 payment? It's got to be fair. Uh,
0: But it's got to also pay down the debt. Absolutely. So in a previous episode, we talked about a loss mitigation package and how to fill that out. And so you can definitely check out that previous episode if you want some details on, on what to do when filling out a loss mitigation package. As you think about the borrower, you mentioned that you go through the information provided in the loss mitigation package not that you're trying to tell them how to live but your goal is to identify if they can afford the house and if the borrower can't afford the house bill what are their options
1: Uh, we got bankruptcy or we're going to liquidate the property and sell a property Um, that's really the only options Um, at the end of the day they're like i said they got to either address the debt and the reason i like the financials like you're saying it you know it's not really about like laying it out and me going through their statement and being like, well, you don't need to go out to dinner or you don't need to do this or that. I just want to see that you're real. You know, you got a job, pay stubs. Um, You know, you're living life. You're not trying to tell me that, you know, you make 50 grand, but you're making 300 grand. And even a lot of these lost mitt, especially in California, um, you know, these homeowners rent out rooms to people. Um, So on the surface, it might appear that a homeowner doesn't have the financials to support the payment. But when you dig a little deeper, you realize they're renting out two bedrooms at like $800 a piece, which is an
0: extra 1600 a month, which could be a second mortgage. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into your background about modifications and workouts you've done. You know, when people hear the term workout, workout is a broad term that could mean anything around how to get a homeowner repaying. So the loan is worked out by doing a modification or doing a forbearance or you reinstating. So that term workout is like a broad term. But when you think about some of your most interesting workouts, help our listeners understand some of the creative things that you've done with homeowners in the past so they can get a flavor of what they can expect and what they can potentially do to get out of their foreclosure situation. No,
1: absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't express enough about, you know, they just need to own their options. Um, you know, the one thing early on that was difficult for a guy like myself and even other investors is to get the thing over the finish line. And as an investor, we don't like to talk about numbers. We like to negotiate. But I got to the point where, you know, they owe what they owe. What are we negotiating? Why don't we just put some what I call options on a piece of paper lay it out to them, really explain things. Here's what your loan, original loan is. Here's who owns it. Here's the loan servicer. Kind of tie it all together. Um, Even if you have an attorney, you could put the attorney's information. Because some of these homeowners don't realize, okay, they're getting letters from servicers. They're getting a letter from an attorney. And here I come in. They may not even know that all three of us are together. Um, And I like to tie it all together for them. Um, You know, even some of the, you know, I talk about not really sending letters out and all that stuff, but even early on, I send out a package where I kind of try to tie it all together. Uh, My information, the services or information, you know, give them the accounting, give them their options, supply um, like an eight, nine page HUD document in there that different services that they can reach out to. Um, But at the end of the day, it's just laying it out. You know, if they lay out their bank statements, you can kind of see the money that they have. I mean, if a homeowner owes $40,000 in a reinstatement, and they lay out their financials, and they only have five or six grand that they can actually um, reinstate the loan or put down, I'm not in business to squeeze them or try to get more out of them. There's a lot of investors that do that. It's a whole different business model. Um, It's not who I am. It's not what I'm about. So I'd like to maybe just put some options together for them. Um, And maybe, you know, the options I put together, maybe one or two of the options might be a little above what they can actually come to the table with. But at the same time, maybe they have some friends or family members that will lend them some money to allow them to get into a better deal,
0: a better payment plan. Our our listeners are varied in, in background and financial status and big servicer versus small servicer. A lot of what you're talking about today sounds very, very good, but that has not been the experience for a lot of borrowers who are dealing with these big, massive, behemoth banks. And so what advice do you have for them because they won't get the same level of one-on-one attention that you're able to give people who you deal with? I think your best bet is to attack it early. Um, You know,
1: you get a demand letter. Don't ignore it. Um, even if you want to reach out to a, a, an attorney, um, reach out to friends, just attack it. Um, the earlier you reach out, the better off you're going to be. You know, I, I think the more you ignore it, the deeper you're going to get. You're going to put yourself in a situation where you may have to file bankruptcy. And hey, man, bankruptcy is an awesome tool. A lot of homeowners utilize it, and it's probably the best thing for them. I never recommend bankruptcy, but if I get on a home a call with a homeowner, um, I have no problem telling them what I would do if this was my situation. And whenever I talk to a homeowner, it's, you know, definitely go confirm with an attorney, go confirm with anybody. I mean, even early on um, in this business, you know, we're talking about this, you know, majority of loans that I work are second mortgages, uh, second liens on properties. So a lot of these homeowners and even Attorneys don't realize that a second mortgage can foreclose on a property, even if their homeowner is paying on the first mortgage. Um, Very big misconception by a lot of attorneys and homeowners um, that a second couldn't do that. So I think the better off they are at going in all directions, but attack the issue. um,
0: Don't ignore it because it's not going to go away. You're right. You hit on some great points. And that's something that we always emphasize when you get documents saying you owe money and you're not familiar with it, the first thing you want to do is verify. You want to talk to an attorney, you want to make sure it's legitimate debt, and you speak directly to that. As I think about your career, and I think about some of the cool stuff you've done, what's one of the workouts that you've completed for a homeowner that you were just really, really proud of? Give us the context, the background, and and just lay it out for our listeners so they can kind of hear that. It's a tough one,
1: brother. Like you said, I've worked about uh, 1,100 loans, So like DJ said, when I say the word workout, like that I've worked out a little over 650 loans, it could be a loan modification. It could be a reinstatement. um, It could be putting a homeowner into bankruptcy and then uh, being paid throughout the bankruptcy. Could be a short sale payoff. It could be a discounted payoff. So I think it's more about just giving them ideas. I think one of the cooler ones um, that I've done, um, and like I said, as I go through this business, it, it, it's just second nature now. Um, but one of the coolest ones I think I've ever done is, um, it was one here in my home state of Pennsylvania, um, dealing with this homeowner, he wanted to pay off this debt. Well, we we call them discounted payoffs. So maybe the homeowner owed like $70,000. I told him I would take $45,000 um, to satisfy the loan, satisfy it in the county records, they'd be done with. So we call it family and friends. Like, do you have any family members or friends that would lend you money? Maybe they want to become the bank and keep the loan, lean on the property, or maybe they'll satisfy it, but you owe them the money off to the side. So this guy was an auto mechanic for 20 plus years, and he still worked at the same place. They said, talk to your boss. Like, you're friends with him. You work there. He knows you get paid every month. See if he'll lend you the money. Boom. A uh, guy's boss lent him $45,000 to pay off the loan. I don't know how they addressed it off to the side, if he pulled it out of his paycheck. But it's just those ideas that a ho- homeowner's not even thinking about. And I think that, you know, ideas like that, the guy's worked at a place for 20 years. Like, the guy, the guy's boss knows he's legitimate. He's kind of friendly with them. Um, you know, and, and they're the situations where people don't want to go talk to people they know about, but... Once you accept it and you want to deal with it, um, so I like stuff like that. The family friends, I used to call it the family friend program. Um, <laughs> like even on my option sheet, like I'll mention it, right? Like, you know, talk to families, talk to friends. There's help groups out there. There's all kinds of agencies. Um, I mean, I still can't believe I got a, I got a house right next to me that went through the foreclosure process. And the homeowners weren't the greatest people in the world, but we'll leave that for another day. But I was stunned to find out that the bank foreclosed on them. Somebody bought the house, an investor. The investor couldn't get them out of the property. The only way he was able to get them out of the property is he helped them get into touch with a, uh, an agency, a HUD agency or some type of agency that actually gave them 17k to move out of that house. And it's like, you know, a normal person is like, are you serious? And I'm like, if
0: you attack it and you find a, The direction to go, you know, the money is there. Bill, this brings us to my favorite part of the podcast, which is our bow tie round. And in the bow tie round, our listeners get to tie one on with our guest, Bill McCafferty. Um, The B in bow tie stands for your best advice for someone who is facing foreclosure. Uh, The O stands for one thing you are grateful for right now. And the W stands for your wildest or most interesting foreclosure related story. So with that, Bill, what is your best advice for somebody facing foreclosure? Like I said, it's it's to deal with it um,
1: and find out what their options are. Um, I know I mentioned it earlier. Um, I'm going to give them a shout out. I have a friend, Matt Um uh, Matt is um, he's a real estate investor, but he handles... Um, he helps homeowners going through foreclosure with either the loss mitigation process, uh, liquidating the house, selling the house, handling the short sale. But what Matt does is, and he costs money, is... He just lets the homeowner know what their options are. Um, And I think that's what anybody wants. Like they just want to know what my options are. What can I do? Um, And then from there, it really comes down to, you just have to, you got to address it. Um, But I think ignoring it, um, listening to your friends um, that don't really know foreclosure and modifications and, you know, not a knock on attorneys, but even some attorneys don't really fully get it. Um, Your best bet is to, Reach out um, and just slow it down and go through the process. If you're in communication with the other side, nobody's going to slide in and take your house from you. Um, And if they do, they're total scum. But if you ignore
0: the situation, the person on the other side doesn't really know what's going on. No, absolutely, man. So the O stands for one thing you are grateful for right now. Brother, as you know, I've been through a lot of stuff this year, man. So my health... Uh,
1: just being back here on earth <laughs> um you know living life um to a you know on a healthy good level um, it's been a very rough year for me um guys like you and good friends um just thankful for my family and friends brother because at the end of the day that's what it's about um you know uh, I've been to the I've been from the bottom to the top back down to the bottom to the top and it's just
0: just appreciate and be humble and thankful for what you got man. No, man, the, I, the, feeling is definitely mutual. And, uh, the, the peaks and the valleys are, are what makes life worth living. So you, you sometimes got to understand the bottom to know that when you're at the mountaintop to take it all in. Right. And so I think, I think you, 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 you hit on that perfectly. Your wildest or most interesting foreclosure related story. So here's a, I mean, this is a good one. So
1: this wasn't even a foreclosure. Um, you know, I work for investors um, that do a lot of different things. Um, some, some of the investors just buy debt and sit on it. Um, they don't press the homeowner. Um, it's a lien on, on title. It's a lien on the house. So at some time, um, it needs to be addressed. So this was a house in Hawaii. Um, so this was about a year and a half ago. Um, homeowner did not pay on the first um, or the second for an 11-year period. So what happened over that 11-year period is it went from a no-equity market to a full-equity market. So particular client was owed 400 k on a second. Um, when you buy these things in big pools and they're really bagged up, you get some good deals. So I'll leave the purchase price uh, for an off-the-record conversation. Um, but we got a call from uh, um, some realtors working a deal. Um, and even when the realtors call, I want to talk to the title company. I want everybody in the same email. Because um, it's where, you know, it's where it's going to land. It's going to go to a title company. So the the balance on the first mortgage uh, loan balance was only like $600,000. Um, they had this thing under contract to sell for $1.7 So from our perspective, it was like, ah, oh, we're going to get a full payoff here. But the reality is when a first hasn't been paid on for 11 years, um, nobody's nobody in the house paid on the taxes or the insurance. So the first... Lender paid taxes insurance over an 11 year period. So the payoff went from, you know, a $600,000 loan to a $1.4 million payoff. Wow. So these, inve- the realtors that were working the deal thought, you know, it was just going to fall through. I'm like, this ain't falling through. So we ended up getting 140K payoff on the second, um, which was plentiful for my client um, and plentiful for everybody. But once again, we were owed 400 We weren't trying to be hogs. Homeowners wanted to exit this thing by selling it. Um, there was a lot of people putting time and effort into it, as long as we got a fair deal done. Um, and we got the deal done. It closed. Somebody bought a nice house in Hawaii. Homeowners walked away from a bunch of debt that was you know, against them. Um, first got their full
0: payoff. Uh, we got a nice payoff. And that's a pretty cool story no man that that is a great ending and it's crazy sometimes that people have not paid on their debt for over 11 years i know we see it all the time in this business but sometimes people always ask how is it possible that somebody doesn't pay their loan for that long and is it fair because the the lender should have said something and you get all those comments but the question always goes back to what happened what happened that somebody thought they couldn't pay or they shouldn't pay and, you know, it's so many different things that that happen with these notes and loans. And so that's why we're here at the foreclosure fix to to help bring education to those people who find themselves in a tough financial situation. Bill, we appreciate you being on the podcast today. Can you let our listeners know how to get in contact with you if they want to reach out to you or, or need your services in the future? Absolutely. So uh, Bill McCaffrey, uh, my email address is
1: mortgagepayhelp at gmail.com. And I don't even have a problem giving out my cell. Um, it's 484-356-4128. I don't answer my phone unless I recognize it. Um, just leave a message and I definitely will get back to you. Email's awesome. and I'm on social media platforms. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm a pretty easy face to find. I'm a real person. You can see I got a hat and a t-shirt on. Never as sharp as my man DJ, um, but I'm just a real person. I'm easy to find, um, and I do um, I do return calls and I do uh, respond to people.
0: Yes, I can I can definitely say that he is a real person, an authentic person, um, and a great friend to have. Bill, I appreciate you for being on the Foreclosure Fix family. Appreciates you, and for those who found value in this message today, do us a favor: like, subscribe, and share the podcast with someone who you know can benefit. Until next time, for College Fix family, my name is DJ Lojo. I love you, and God bless you. See you next time. The views and opinions on this podcast are for informational purposes only and should not be construed as legal advice. If you have a specific legal question, we highly recommend you contact a qualified legal professional.